control. I'm in control. I am still in control. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Good morning, and welcome Zion Hill to our worship service on today. But before we worship, stay tuned for our weekly announcements. First Lady Elizabeth Joy Darrow would like to invite you to become a part of the new creation, Women's Ministry. The first meeting has been rescheduled from November 14th from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m in the Family Life Center's Executive Lobby. Hope to see you there from our First Lady, Sister Elizabeth Joy Dara. If you missed this year's Fall Fest, boy, you've missed a treat. That's right, children enjoy jumpers and games, while adults ate gumbo, fried fish, nachos, and more. A special thank you to all those who volunteered to make this event such a huge success. We appreciate you and we can't wait to make next year's Fall Fest bigger and better. In our efforts to make our world a better place, God has given our pastor the vision to build a state-of-the-art youth complex right here at Zion Hill. By simply sowing a monthly seed of only $19.25 for one year, we will be able to build a safe and exciting place for young people to hang out play games, socialize, and come into a saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Ladies, it's time to move that body. The Ladies Exercise Fellowship will take place every Tuesday and Thursday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. For more information, please contact Sister Ophelia Allen or Sister Mary Boyd Smith. If you are a guest today joining us for the first time, we are so glad that you've decided to worship with us. After service, please stop by our guest center where we'll have a special gift just for you. If you've been blessed by this ministry, partner with us in spreading the gospel all over the world. This is your opportunity to give unto the Lord and give to this ministry. You can do so by scanning our QR code on the screen or text to give by texting ZH family followed by the dollar sign, 273256. That's 73256. Or you can go to our website at www.zionhill.com and click on the Give tab or simply give through our new church app. That's right, Zion Hill has a new app. Visit us at Google Play or at the Apple App Store and search for Zion Hill Church Family to download. And if you're searching for a church home, we invite you to be a part of the Zion Hill family. Meet Pastor Dara and Lady Elizabeth at the altar after the benediction 
or go to the church website and complete the information on the eChurch tab. Please join Pastor Joshua Joy Dara every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. for our online Bible school called Grace for Today or our in-church Bible school. Also, feel free to join us for our Friday night prayer service every Friday night at 6 p.m. Thanks again for joining us in worship today. We pray that you have a blessed week. And until next time, we'll see you at the top. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Zion Hill. Glory to God. It's another beautiful day. Thank you for being here. I'm Minister Anna Marie Thomas, and I'm here to pray. Are you ready? All right, all right. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. For those that have come out, for those that are online, for those that are global and listening and watching, we thank you, Lord, that they continue to listen and watch and learn about you, Father. We thank you for those that are here, those that are far away. Lord, we ask that you continue to bless us all. Bless us all, Lord, and we thank you. We give you the honor, the praise, and the glory. We thank you, Lord. We cannot thank you enough. If we had 10,000 tongues, Lord, we could not thank you enough for all you do for us. For life itself, Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for the great word that we're getting ready to receive from pastors. We thank you for Lady Elizabeth. We thank you for their family. We thank you for the church family. Lord, we thank you for the healing that you give us, Lord. The healing of all the disease, all the iniquities, all the sin that has gone, that we've gone through in our lives. We thank you, Lord. We know that all is well with all surgeries, all procedures, everything, Lord. We know that you've made us well. In Jesus' precious name, keep us covered by the blood of the Lamb. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen. Good morning, Zion Hills. Good morning, good morning. We've come to lift up the name of Jesus. Are you with me? Will you stand today? Put those hands together like this. Don't.
time praise God for the tithe and the offering the word of God declares in Malachi the third chapter he said bring all the tithe into the offering into the house that there may be meat in my house praise God if God never tries to take anything from us he's trying to get something to us and when we do what the word of God says we position ourselves to where we're able to receive what God has for us if you're an online viewer, praise God, we have an app that you can also be part of this, praise God, this blessing, praise God, of sowing your seed into this fertile soil, praise God. For I promise you, praise God, that this is good soil, praise God. We are, we're also doing a, a youth building project we're working on, praise God, in order to help our youth and so many other things that we are, you, as you sow, praise God, that we use your seed, praise God, to enhance the kingdom of God. At this time, praise God, I want you to get your tithe and offering in your hand. Because you know what? If you do what God says to do in his word, God is obligated to do. He said, bring me in remembrance of my word. So in order, you know what? If, if the givens is over there, if the God's given out there at Walmart or whatever, and you're not positioned where you're supposed to be, guess what? You miss out, praise God. 
So I want you to get your tithe and offer into your hand. Praise God. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that you've given us, Lord God, the seed in order that we're able to sow to enhance your kingdom, Almighty God. Lord, I pray for the other that you would take this seed, Almighty God, and multiply it, Almighty God, that it may enhance your kingdom, Almighty God, Lord. Lord God, not only, Lord God, 50-fold, but I pray for 100-fold a return, God, in this life, in everlasting life, in Jesus' name. Ushers, you may come forth.
somebody <laughs> who will not serve a God like this. <laughs> I came to tell you what Jesus said. We are grateful, grateful for our spirit of worship. The Bible says, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men. We thank you for worshiping God with us this morning. We want to say hello to all of you that are here and those who are live streaming with us. We are grateful for everyone being here in the house of God. Do we have any visitors in the house? Any guests? Well, praise the Lord. We are homegrown. We thank God for that. Also, let me encourage you. Please always remember to invite somebody to come and worship with us. Amen? Uh, please don't forget we have a lot of activities coming up. Always listen to the announcement and make sure you govern yourself accordingly. Tomorrow at 6 p.m., those of you in leadership, will you please make sure you join us for a Zoom conference. That's when we meet every month to hear reports from different ministries. We'll appreciate that you keep up with what God is doing. Also, I want to say thank you to those of you that helped us with our October 1st. It was a glorious time, and we thank God. Yes, it's all right to clap. Thank God for the success of that event. There were over a thousand people here. And to God be the glory. Amen. Also, we're grateful to God for those of you who got baptized. This, amen. God is blessing this church in various directions. And we give God the glory for that. Thank you for all the praise reports. We're thanking God with you. And those of you who are believing God for healing in your household, we are trusting God who said by his stripe you are healed. And we stand in agreement with you concerning your healing. Amen. Amen. Uh, this coming Sunday, we also have a basketball tournament. Anybody playing? You don't play? Lord have mercy. Praise God. These are people. We got one. Ooh, thank the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Just mark your calendar. Uh, this coming Sunday in our gymnasium. We're going to have tournaments. Our church team will be playing other people coming in and we're going to beat them 
Amen. And I can hear my musicians say, you said that last night. <laughs> Ain't that something? <laughs> but he's telling the truth. Because <laughs> I let them know their team don't stand a chance. And they allowed me to run my mouth. They didn't see anything. I kept calling them names. <laughs> I poked at each of, each of them. I got the whole floor. But when their team won, I thought they all gone to sleep. Now they let me have it. <laughs> so, please come out and support our team here in our own gymnasium. The Lord will reward you for it. All minds clear? Let's get up. Let's say hello to one another. It's always good to be in the house of God. Just say good morning. Hebrews 
chapter 6. We're going to read verse 19. I've been preaching just one verse. I need to increase the number. Amen. So, yes, I see the consistency saying, yeah, we can handle it. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. The Bible talks about which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. That hope is both sure and steadfast. And it entered into that within the veil. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you for the word. I thank you for your presence in the house. Holy Spirit, bless it to the nourishment of our spirit, man. And do what no other man can do for us. For we know the things that are impossible with men are possible with God. Touch us one more time. Help us in our situation. Glorify yourself in this house. In Jesus' name. And the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you on the subject titled, The Anchor Hold. The anchor hold. Ladies and gentlemen, the passage I just read to your hearing, God is letting you and I know we have something. What do we have, brother pastor? The Bible says we have an anchor. And the Bible says that anchor it's not for your flesh. It's for your soul. We have an anchor for our soul. Then the Bible described that anchor. It says it's sure and it is steadfast. That's something to shout about. But maybe you're here, you say, what in the world are they talking about? What do you mean by we have an anchor for our soul? What is an anchor? I'm glad you asked. An anchor, ladies and gentlemen, is a piece of metal that is attached to a ship. And that metal is there for a purpose. It is supposed to hold the ship in time of storm. That anchor, ladies and gentlemen, is supposed to support the ship when we run into bad weather. I learn more about anchor during our days of traveling on cruises as a church. Before you enter a big ship, right up front you will see an opening. It is where they can let down an anchor. 
And as big as that ship is, when you drop the anchor, that big old meter go all the way to this to the floor, the seabed of the ocean, and that ship will not be able to move. So an anchor is to hold the ship, is to support the ship, is to make sure that ship does not go out of control. I can stop there and preach because if there's one thing that you and I need, we need something to hold us when we're going astray. So in times of storm, we need an anchor. Why do we need an anchor? Because storm will come. It's not a, a matter of whether or not there will be storm. It's a done deal. We go through life and we go through storms. Please take note, it's just a matter of time before we go through one. But God is faithful. If you make Jesus Christ your anchor, storm may rise and winds may blow. But when it's all over, your sheep will still be standing. Ladies and gentlemen, God wants us not only to go through the storm, but to grow through our storm. The problem is that many of us go through storm, but we never grow through it. It's not enough to go through a storm. There is a purpose for every storm you go through. I'm sure some of you will ask the question, okay, I get it, but why do we have to go through a storm? I just told you, there is a purpose for every storm that you and I go through. Every challenge that you are facing right now, God wants to get the glory out of it. There is a purpose for your storm. Those of us who have been through storm can tell you it helps to build your character. If you talk to people who have been through something, some storms of life, it helps to build your strength. Amen. I have five children, as you all know, but I've noticed some of them are stronger than the other. Same parents, same training, same upbringing, but some of them are strong. You know, what makes the difference? The storm, the level of storm they've been through. It will build your faith. Are you listening to me? That's why God expects us to grow through our storm, not just go through it. It will build your prayer life. You find yourself graduating from Mickey Mouse prayer. Now lay me down to sleep. In my soul, in Jesus' name. Amen. You're right. (laughs) 
But after you've been through some stuff, you learn how to call God. The Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Storm will cause you to learn how to call Jesus. Thank God for mama and dad. They can only pray for you for so long. At some point, you have to learn to pray for your own self. This past week, I share with you the story of Apostle Paul. How he went through a storm. Ladies and gentlemen, I share with you that even a Christian is not immune from going through storm. There are different kinds of storm. There's something we call economic storm. America is going through that right now. There is inflation storm. America is going through that right now. Some people will say democracy itself is on the line in this election. That's a storm that the whole nation is going through. Even we're talking about women's rights. It's a storm. Now everybody has said, not only women, what about me? What about me? What about me? Then there are personal storms. Am I right about it? Some people are dealing with addictions. You look at them, they look normal. But really, something ain't right. Some people deal with emotional storms. Everything look good. You sign up for a date only to discover sister girl is cuckoo. I'm trying to help somebody now. <laughs> Emotional storm. You see a fine brother with the biceps and triceps. You see, woo, brother Baba is fine. On the outside, he looks good. But the inside is messed up. Personal storm. Then there are people who are going through financial storm. Lost their job. Lost their home. Lost their business. And yet the preacher keeps saying, my God shall supply all of my needs. They're hearing it, but for them, it's not a reality. They discover everybody is saying God's name is El Shaddai. But to them, it's El Chipo. El Shaddai means my God is more than enough. But how can he be more than enough when I cannot even pay my rent? One sister called me. I said, sister girl, 
you're a member of this church, right? I said, just call your church. They will help you. Why? Why are you reluctant to call the church? It is your church. Your name is on the roll. In fact, we will help you if you're not a member. And she listened and she listened. She said, Pastor, what you don't know, they helped me last month. They helped me the month before. They helped me in the past more than four times. She said, I'm sick of begging. It's a financial storm. There are people who have gone through a health storm. They have become a regular customer. You ever been to doctor's office? Before before you leave, not only will they give you a prescription, they give you a little paper, come back again. They set you another appointment. <laughs> oh, my spirit just cry out because every now and then they thought I'm trying to be difficult. <laughs> because I would tell the second, no, ma'am, no, I don't need that one. Just give me the prescription. I'm out of here. Well, Mr. Dara, you need to know your next appointment. I said, I don't have an appointment. <laughs> health storm. There are some sicknesses that don't even respond to medication. Ladies and gentlemen, there are people who are going through relationship storm. You take one step forward, then the devil steps in. Family storm. Separation. Divorce. You're dealing with children that won't play by the rules. Everything you taught them, they live exact opposite. And yet the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8, it says, love never fails. But the more you try, the more Brother Baba is messed up in the mind. Relationship storm. And then there are some storms that we call private storm. These are storms that you go through but you cannot tell anybody. Here you are working J.C. Penny, And you the receptionist. You're supposed to smile while everybody comes in. Good morning and welcome to J.C. Penny. <laughs> But deep within, you're going through some storm. Ladies and gentlemen, we all go through storm. And God forbid that you enter into a public storm. It's one thing if you go through a private storm that you can just pretend as if everything is all right. But what do you do when, when God allows your crisis to be on public display? Everybody can see it on Facebook. Sometimes the devil will make sure you make the news. I had a sister here, very involved in the ministry. 
she will dance for me. And I appreciate her so much. She's an adult. Many people, they're too, too full of themselves. You can't get them to, to praise the Lord like that. And she'll come up and dance with the young people. And one day they put her name in the news. And she cried and I cried. What do you do when the devil puts your name on display? <laughs> Public crisis. Public storm. Ladies and gentlemen, some people will even ask the question, why, pastor, how do you explain why we have to go through any storm? And the simple answer to that is that we live in a fallen world. Right from creation, the world was beautiful. God made it, God looked at it, and he said, it's good. But our forefathers, Mr. and Mrs. Adam, messed it up. And now we're surrounded by all kinds of sinfulness, all kinds of wickedness, all kinds of ungodliness, all kinds of selfishness. Am I right about it? Because of the Adamic nature of this world, then it's obvious why we have storms. Then, I'm sure you need to know, not only do we have storms, you need to know where does these storms come from. You know, if I know the devil is coming from this street, I have enough sense to take this street. <laughs> At least I do. <laughs> you never have to worry about me. <laughs> Once I know where it's coming from, I take a different route. So where do storms of life come from? Number one, by the way, there are four sources where storms come from. Anytime you go through major crises in your life, there are four sources of it. Number one, some storms are self-made. self made storms. Many of you cannot say amen because you know. You've been through it and you cannot point to nobody but your own self. Self-made storm. I like one young lady who've been very good friends since then. She came to me and she said, Pastor, I said, the devil did it. She said, no. She said, you've been teaching me since I was a little girl. I know better. She said, this is not the devil. I did it. Basically, she, she became pregnant. And she, she was leading my pra youth praise worship. Very good girl. Very anointed. When she will sing, the whole church get in the spirit. She said, I knew better. 
And I'm telling you, that young girl ministered to me. It's what we call personal responsibility. She said, I did not protect myself, but I know. She said, all I want from you is pray for me for strength to go through my storm. I need more Christians like that. There are some self-made storm. <laughs> and nobody shouting now. I know what I'm talking about. Been there. I got me a t-shirt, a souvenir. I cannot blame anybody but my own self. There are some storms that are created by other people. They don't like you. They are envious. They are jealous. The very thing God bless you with, they don't have it. And they can't stand the fact that you got it. Yeah, you are. We're all friends. We go out together. We chat together. And all of a sudden, you show with an engagement ring. All of a sudden, they stop calling you. Just one change in your life. A spirit of envy. A spirit of jealousy. Others will create storm for you. But there's also a third kind of storm that I call devil storm. The devil is a bad dude. Sometimes it will create, <laughs> it will create a storm. Anybody know what I'm talking about? The devil said, behold, like a roaring lion. Going around, seeking somebody to devour. So the Bible said, beware of him. And then, this may surprise some of you. Number four, sometimes God allows even his own children to go through a storm. I'm sure you will say, why would a good God allow his own children to go through a storm? Ladies and gentlemen, God will allow you to go through a storm Number one, for a purpose. And number two, to get your attention. There's something that God is trying to do in your life. And he needed to get your attention. And unfortunately, in the world that we live in today, what gets people's attention quick is trouble. Failures. Difficulties. Prosecution. Do you remember during 9-11 when some bad guys, they, 
They bomb our World Trade Center. Guess what happened? Subsequent weeks, all the churches are full. Isn't that something? The church has always been there. They no show. <laughs> they say, that's for Shirley William. <laughs> they don't come. But then all of a sudden, when storm arises, everybody show up in church. I hate to tell you, don't tell them I told you this secret. The preachers were happy. Because they had nobody to preach to before. <laughs> it takes a crisis sometimes. It takes a storm. So God uses storms sometimes to get our attention. Even the disciples of Jesus Christ, believe it or not, they went through a storm. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes God will allow a storm in your life and my life to make you deal with some sins. Some things that you and I are doing and we think we're getting away with it. God wants you to see it. God wants to get your attention so you can listen to the voice of God. God wants you to learn from your own mistake. So he allows us to and God will allow us to come sometimes so that you can surrender your life completely. Because some of us, we're not cold and we're not hot. You have your food on both sides. One in the world and one <laughs> in the spirit. And now you cannot work straight. You work like this. <laughs> So God wants you to walk straight. <laughs> I'm just letting you know about stomach. Why would God want you to get your attention? Because he has a plan for you. That plan is good. That plan is not of evil. That plan is to give you an expected end. And because you are so full of yourself, so to get your attention, he allows you to go through a storm. And sometimes he just don't want you to conform with the world. You're becoming too worldly. He wants to call you unto himself. Apostle Paul said, do not conform to this world. But be ye transformed. God is looking for transformation in your life. He is called you out from among them. You are not everybody. Every now and then my wife would tell me, everybody is doing it. I say, baby, you are not everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, the text says, and I hope you understand it by now, that you and I need an anchor for our soul. Because so that when the storm of life comes, you have something to hold you together so you don't fall away. 
Why do we need an anchor? Because it's natural for you and me to drift. The best of all, have you ever seen people that you think they are so holy or they are so high up in ministry and all of a sudden they fall? Sometimes high-powered preacher. You say, oh, it's impossible for, for the right reverend bishop Agdaus, Joy Darak to do that. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you see the front page. You say, oh my God. That's why nobody is shouting. Because I'm telling the truth. That's why I'm a man of God. His name is Jerry Fowler. He started what we call moral majority. Moral many, we're going to stand for righteousness. America is all going crazy. We refuse. And then his son took over the ministry. He has the largest volume of university graduates. He's, he was the chief leader of online education. When he started online, everybody thought he was stupid. Basically, he's saying, you don't have to come to me. You can stay home and still get university education. How is he going to do it? He said, I'm a preacher. I preach every Sunday. I put it on, on video and cassette, and people buy it the same way. You can get cassette and video of professors teaching. You don't have to come on campus. The whole world laughed at him. But guess what? Today, no university can succeed without online education. It took an ordinary preacher. He made millions of dollars. His son was disgraced. If you don't know what I'm saying, just go home and Google. I can go on examples after examples. Even Moses could not make it to the promised land. All of us. I get tickled. Some of my people around me, they would say they're born again. Born again, you, you. Who lied to you? You ain't nobody. You can fall just like that. All of us have tendency to drift. Brother Pastor, how can I drift? I've been a member of the church. I've been singing in the choir since 1902. Yeah, right. You know how we drift? I'm trying to help somebody today. When you begin to come to church only every now and then. You become an easy target for the devil. There's a reason why the Bible says forsake not the assembly. Some of your own children, they will say, we're busy, I'm preparing for exam. And before you realize it, you're sliding away. Some people will even text me, I have nothing to wear. Can you believe it? 
Folks will say, I forgot to fix my hair. You're going to allow your nappy, uh, your hair. Oh, Jesus. Help me with the ghost. To hinder you from the grace of God. There's a reason why David said, I was glad. <laughs> Hallelujah. You got it, Pastor. Find your way to the house of God. Once the devil sees you are skipping, you begin to drift. Your prayer life, when it's not as strong as it used to be, you're drifting. Your worship. Studies was done, this is a true story, that the more people are blessed, the less they begin to worship. That's why I appreciate you. Even though I mess with you so much. When you can praise God while you are blessed, then your worship is for real. Any of us, we are, we are prone. It is natural. It is normal to drift away. That's why you need an anchor. What an anchor does is to hold you when you're about to get out of focus. Tell your neighbor, stop it. Tell your neighbor, you need an anchor. Ladies and gentlemen, an anchor is what stops the sheep from going out of control. Please notice, I'm not saying that your boat won't rock. It rains on the just and the unjust. That's why I told you even Jesus' disciples went through this storm. Jesus found himself in the storm. So I'm not saying your boat will not rock. But even when your boat is rocking, when it's all over, if your life is anchored in the Lord Jesus Christ, storm may rise. And wind may blow, but when it's all over, you will still be standing. Somebody say amen to that. The sailors, the sailors are the people that, that, that move the ship around. They know never to leave the harbor until they have two things. Are you listening to me? They would never do what many Christians, the mistake we make. We are leaving the harbor and trying to sail through life without a compass and without a, an anchor. I'm trying to help somebody. You will watch other people being blessed. Because you don't learn how to go through life. You cannot go too far without a compass or compass. The compass for your life is the word of God. Yesterday I went to buy another Bible. 
I've got 24 Bibles already. If people don't know me, they will say, man, something's wrong with that man. I went to books a million. There were more than 600 versions of the Bible. I stayed there and went through every one of them. After I got it, then in the front page says, from so, so, so to so, so, so. I put in my Bible, from the Holy Spirit to Joshua Dara. This is the compass for your soul. People ask me, how you pass to a church you never passed to a church before? I say, it's very simple. I have me a compass. All you need to do is just follow the compass. You can never go wrong. It teaches you how to live. It teaches you how to be a good husband, how to be a good wife. It teaches you how to raise your children. You, you know, well, Pastor, I'm having this problem with this teenage boy. Have you checked your compass? No sailor. I don't care how short or long the voyage is. He'll make sure. He has his compass, and he makes sure he has his anchor. I can stop there and go home because it's up to you whether you want to have a shipwreck or whether you want to make it to the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, why? What's the big deal about the anchor? So that when the storm of life is raging, you have something to hold you, to secure you from the storm. Can I tell you something? Early Christians, they're not free like you and me. They use symbols. You probably have heard that the fish is a symbol. You probably have heard that the cross is a symbol. What most people don't tell you is that the anchor is a Christian symbol. In fact, 400 years after Jesus Christ was dead, buried, and resurrected, the only way the Christians communicate is using an anchor. I'm trying to help you. In your getting, this is a world church. I'm not hooping, hollowing, and putting on a show. The Lord delivered me from all of that. He said, knowledge is what's missing. That's why people perish. I came to this time, true story, 1995. And you know what I found out? Black people were leaving black churches. They were going to the white churches. So I stepped back. This is 1995. And I asked God, what's going down? And God said, your people are just hooping and hollowing and saying nothing. People are hungry for the word. They will prefer to stay in their own community. But they're hungry. If you will cut out all the theatrics and teach the word, 
in season and out of season. I will grow my church. I simply follow the instruction. I cut off all the trees. I know how to do it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm a musician. I know how to change the keys on you. But the Bible says, all you're getting, get understanding. A student can be present in class, but that don't mean he understands. Understanding is the comprehension of the world. So I begin to pursue a method in ministry where even little kids, little trinity, can understand what I'm preaching to the house. It's very, very important. Understanding is what you need. And then when you understand something, then you can apply what you Are you still here? The Bible says God has given us an anchor in time of storm. So an anchor is a symbol of stability and security when storm comes. So the question this morning is how do you respond in time of storm? It's very, very simple. First ask yourself the question, what is my anchor? I already told you storm's going to come to all of us. But what is your anchor? Some people, their anchor is their job. So when they lose the job, they fall apart. Just two days ago, I went to a funeral. A man in church blew his own head up. So, I don't know what to say other than just start to sing. When peace like a river attended my ways when sorrows like sea billows roll whatever my Thou hast taught me to say It is well It is well With my soul There were only two black persons In the whole congregation Everybody started crying Everybody From the pulpit to the pews I don't know what was going on in his mind I wasn't there Sometimes people look so good on the outside, but you don't know what storm they go to. Who is your anchor in time of trouble? One songwriter says, in times like this, we need a savior. Don't just put your name on the road. Everybody can do that. 
be sure and be very sure you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. You can't say my mama is praying for me. No! You got to know that you know that you know that you know you've been born again. Who is anchoring you? You know you're going to drift. You know you've been drifting. And if you never met anybody drifting, just look at me. And you know one thing I love about this ministry? I don't come to you as a doctor. And yes, I am. But I'm also a patient. That's what makes this church unique. As I'm trying to help you, I'm trying to help my own self. And I'm going after every demon that tells you you're all right when you're not. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Without Jesus, you can make it. In fact, one scripture put it this way. He said, all of our righteousness. I've been been making fun of those that come to me and say they are holy, they are righteous, they are born again. I just say, look at this, this Negro tripping. What do you know about God? All I've sinned and come short of the glory of God. I know what it is to have faith. I also know what it is to have no faith. I know what it is to believe God. I also know what it is to doubt God. I know what it is to be good. I also know what it is to be bad. I'm not just a doctor trying to tell you how to live. I am a patient like every one of you. But there is an anchor that can hold you together when the storm of life are raging, when you're losing focus, when you are drifting away from God. Tell your neighbor you need Jesus. Let me say this so we can go home. Let's use the life of Paul as an example of what you need to do, how you need to respond to the storm of life. The Bible is there for learning. Look at Acts chapter 27. Verse 17. This is what you need to do in time of storm. Number one, you got to brace yourself. You got to brace that ship. Can you read? When it's storming, the first thing Paul and the rest of them do, they brace the ship. What does that mean? That's when the sailors will use cable and tighten the ship together to underguard that ship. Sometimes they have, it's storming already, but sometimes they have to go under the ship while everybody is in their cabin eating boudin. Somebody, somebody had to go under the ship and tighten so that the ship will not fall apart. You know what I'm trying to tell you? You may think you're going through right now. 
I wish you know what some of our ancestors went through. Then you'll be praising God every day. What you need to do is to encourage yourself and under God the sheep and brace up that sheep. So the first thing you do, you brace up. Tell your neighbor I got it. So stop complaining. Stop whining. Brace up your sheep. Look at the next verse, verse 18. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know what they did next? They lightened up the ship. You know the problem with most of us? I found out in my own life. Too much junk in a baggage. Get rid of it. I had a conversation with my own wife. I said, you're blessed, but there's too much junk in this house. Say, get rid of it. Give it to somebody. Throw it away. I don't care what you do. We need space. She told me. <laughs> the Bible says, the law is, Paul is saying, this load is a lay aside. Every weight. You know why? Because you cannot walk. Now you're walking like this. Because too much load. Free yourself so you can stand. And enjoy. And nobody shouting now. Pastor, my house is $400,000. You don't need cluttering. Free the space so you can enjoy the blessing. Many Christians cannot progress in life because they have too much junk. Say amen to that. <laughs> He said, get rid of every weight. You don't have to belong to every club in town. You, there are some places you used to go. You are not to go there no more. Because God has delivered you from it. God has promoted you from it. You have to toss them. Throw them away. Throw away every fear. Throw away Every anxiety, a feeling of nobodyness, low self-esteem. You throw everything out. So while everybody is freaking out, you can walk free. The Bible says, number one, what do they do? They brace up the sheep. Number two, what do they do? They lie. You know one thing I love about Verse 18, not only do they lighten up, you go to the next verse, verse 19. It says they did it with their own hand. There's a lesson there. There are too many things you are waiting on God to do for. You need to get off your behind and do it yourself. This, this kind of preaching is not popular. 
Oh, God, God. There are some times I tell people in my house, no, you don't need to pray for that. You need to get off your blank, blank, blank and do it. You're wasting heaven's time. God will not do for you what you can do for your own self. When was the last time you see somebody say, okay, church is over, let's pray that our car is out there. <laughs> really? Just get out of <laughs> You're a blessed man. You're a blessed woman. Go out and crank the dog on car and say, hey, you are made to run. There are real devil to fight. You don't waste God's time. Say, Lord, please help me today. I'm trying to figure out which shoe I'm going to wear. Really? You better thank God you have shoe to wear. Use your hand. Don't wait on the government. Don't wait on nobody. Get up every day. This is the day the Lord has made it. Thank you, you give me hands to move. Thank you, you give me legs to walk. Thank you, you give me eyes to see. Thank you, you give me mouth to talk. Number three, verse number 20. Acts chapter 27, verse 20. Paul stood up. Paul said, you know what everybody needs to do? You need to cheer up. Too many sad people in the church. That's what we call them Sadducees. They're always sad. Hello, brother. How you doing? Well, I don't feel good. How is your day going? No good. How is your family? No good. Is there anything good? <laughs> Let the weak say, encourage yourself in the Lord. The other day I came home, Sister Shirley, and all the house is shining. I said, so they asked me, they said, you're not going to work today? I said, no, I'm going to stay. This house is so beautiful. I'm going to stay. And enjoy the day. You're not working today. I'm, I'm the boss of my job. I go when I want to. I live when I want to. And wherever Jesus is welcome, he will stay. In case you don't know, even the Holy Spirit. If your church you make him welcome, he will stay. I just stay home and sleep all day. Your phone is ringing. They'll be all right. <laughs> Cheer up. And the next thing I want you to know, I got to stop. Acts chapter 27, verse 29. You know what happened? There are some times in life that the storm don't still cease. Douglas Miller said, but if the storm don't cease, 
and the winds keep on blowing in my life. My soul has been anchored in the Lord. Guess what they did? Verse 29. They brace up before it didn't work. The storm still keep going. Then they lighten up. It still don't work. Then they cheer up. It still don't work. Then Apostle Paul said it got to the point all hope. That's right. You read your Bible. All hope was lost. Guess what they did in verse 29? They threw out the anchors. They dropped the anchors. The Bible said they dropped four of them. That's to give you an idea of how horrible the storm was. If I had me time, I would go through each of those anchors in your life. Sometimes life can be so cruel. Sometimes the devil will throw a curveball. Sometimes where you think you're all right, the devil will step in and try to mess things up. So you need more than just an anchor. You throw everything you've got. The weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but are strong, mighty for the pulling down of stronghold. One of your weapons, believe it or not, is the blood of Jesus. Say amen to that. One of your weapons, believe it or not, is the power of the Holy Spirit. One of your weapons is the name of Jesus. He said, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. One of your weapons, believe it or not, is the word of God. Throw those anchors down. It will hold the ship. I don't care all the tossing and turning. You can go to sleep. Ladies and gentlemen, I say this in conclusion. Because Abraham made a sacrifice to God one day. And the Bible says after he killed the lamb and everything and the blood, he made the sacrifice. And then there are some vultures trying to come and eat the sacrifice. Have you ever been in a situation where you are trying your best, but your best is not enough? So Abraham stayed up all day trying to fight fortunes. All the birds trying to... You know what God told him? Go to sleep. I got this. That's how important your anchor is. If the storm don't cease and the winds keep on blowing in your life because your soul is anchored not on your job, not in your money, not in your title. Your soul, your soul, your soul is anchored in the Lord. Storm may rise, wind may blow. When it's all over, you will still be standing. You know the essence of this message? You must be born again. That's the 
That's the bottom line for me. I don't care if you call yourself Baptist. I'm not impressed. Don't care if you call yourself uh, Church of God in Christ, Christ of God in Church, First Baptist, Second Baptist, Third Methodist. It really don't mean nothing. But it's your soul. Anchored in the Lord. Another anchor is the word of God. Encourage when storm begin to begin to encourage yourself with the Lord. Speak the word. Speak to your storm. Speak to your mountain. You're not just running your mouth. You're speaking the word. The word. The word. I got to stop. Everybody stand to your feet. I want to pray with somebody. If today you say, Brother Pastor, I get it. Now I understand why I'm going through what I go through. I want the Lord to be my anchor. I want the Lord to hold me. Relationship stone. Financial storm, health storm, private storm, public storm, government storm, economic storm. It don't matter. There is nothing too hard for God. But I want you to do yourself a favor. I told you I'm not just a doctor, I'm a patient. That's what set this church apart from many churches. If today you want God to intervene. If today in your life you want God to be your anchor. And to fix it. To stabilize that circumstance. To regulate and hold that family together. And hold that business together. And hold your hands together. Some of you, you may want to stand in the gap for somebody. Find your way to the altar. You're the one that God sent me to. Hallelujah. Somebody else is coming. Hallelujah. Oh, buddy.
and with all your mind. Amen. I was going over that and the Lord said, I want all of you. I want your heart, your soul, and your mind. Amen. That's why we got to surrender all to him. Praise the Lord. And God can truly do what he want to do in our lives. Amen. We want to pray. If you're not saved, amen, we want to pray that the Lord would save you. That he would deliver you and set you free. The Bible say pray one for another that you may be here. We stand in the gap this morning, Father God. If there's any among us, Lord God, that's not saved, Lord God, I pray that you would save them. I pray that you would deliver them. I pray that you would set them free, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father God, help them to realize there's life in the word. There's healing in the word. There's deliverance in the word. There's breakthrough in the word. Father God, we thank you for that anchor, Lord God. Oh, we thank you for the word that was preached, Lord God. Father God, let us, don't let us be hearers, but help us to be doers of your word, Lord. Help us to apply the word to our lives, Lord. That we be better leaders, better followers, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we come against the forces of the enemy, Lord God. That will try to set roadblocks in our lives, Lord. That will try to cause us to backslide, Lord. That will try to throw the towel in. Father God, we stand on that word, Lord God. Because you said heaven and earth shall pass away, but your word will stand forever. Lord God, I thank you for the word. Lord. You say you watch over your word to perform it, Lord. Father God, I thank you. That's life in the word. Father God, we stand on the promises of God. For your promises are yea and amen. Lord, even before we ask, Lord God, you already done it, Father God. You said it is finished. I've already done what I'm going to do. Father God, we thank you right now, Lord. We thank you that it's already done. We thank you that we already healed. We already delivered. We already set free, Father God. We thank you for a turnaround, Lord. A day glory to God. I turn around in our lives. I turn around in our walk with you. I turn around in our family. I turn around in our home. I turn around in our community. I turn around in the White House for the God. For the God, we speak the word for the God. We decree and declare right now, Lord God. I turn around, Lord God. I break through, Lord God. Somebody that sound of my voice, Lord. Oh, Lord, got a spirit of heaviness, Lord. But you said in your word, Lord, you giving us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. If I were you, I just lift up my hand and start giving God some praise. Start giving God some glory. Start giving all some honor, praise God. But I come to tell you, amen, that the secret, amen, to God is in your praise. Amen, your healing is in your praise. Your breakthrough is in your praise. Father God, we praise. We glorify. We magnify. We exalt your name, Lord. Father God, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for the word, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. You said your word. Is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto my pen. I want to pray right now for that person they made. Right now, you got a spirit of heaviness on you. I feel it while I'm praying. I speak to your life right now in the name of Jesus. I come to tell you that God, amen, is looking down upon you, amen. He want to make a difference in your life. He want to deliver you from that. I speak the word right now. I speak it in the name of Jesus. I command that burden to be lifted up. And I command every shackle to be broken in the name of Jesus. Every stronghold to be broken in hey, glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. For the God have your way. Somebody open up your mouth and say God have your way Lord we heard the word we applied the word in our life and we rising up we going forth Lord God in the name of Jesus for the God I thank you 
I thank you, Lord God, for every storm that you allowed in my life, Lord God. For I realize that the pastor said, the storm come to make us strong. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that I'm stronger than I used to be, Lord. I thank you, Lord God. I'm not what I used to be, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, that you're not through with me yet. But oh, Lord, but that you're still working on me, Lord God. Oh, Lord, I come this morning dying yourself Lord God Lord God let it be all of you open up your mouth and say Lord let it be all of you and none of me Lord God I come this morning emptying myself Lord God because you said I rather God sin in my heart Lord God you said you wouldn't hear me so Lord God you said you wouldn't let a man examine himself you said if we judge ourselves we will not be judged we come this morning Lord God judging ourselves Lord God oh for the God just asking you to have mercy this morning for the God asking you to have mercy oh the world is crying out bless America but Lord I ask you to have mercy on America Lord have mercy on America Lord God have mercy on us Lord God Lord raise up the church let there be a stirring let there be a awakening let there be a hunger and a thirst Lord God you said blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled for the God I thank you I'm stronger than I was when I came in because there's strength in the word. I said there's strength in the word and I thank you for the man of God that you would continue to strengthen him, that you would continue to use him, anoint him for the glory of God. For the God you stole Martha and Mary, if we only believe, we shall see the glory of God. Lord God, I'm looking for a day that we see the glory of God begin to operate in Zion here, blind eyes open their fears unstopped their lame walk people get delivered and set free by the word of God for the God we speak it and we call it done that person, that child, that brother, that sister, that mother, that uncle that you're standing in the gap for I want you to call their name out right now you see your mountain got to hear your voice I dare you to call their name out right now Father God touch them in the name of Jesus give them a change of heart and a change of mind in the name of Jesus and we speak it and we cover them with the blood right now come on we cover them with the blood right now we cover them with the word right now we cover them with the name right now in the name of Jesus Father God we thank you we thank you, Lord, that they're coming back to the sheepfold in the name of Jesus. Father God, we give you the honor. We give you, y'all too quiet, Lord, we give you the honor. We give you the praise and we give you the glory. The Bible says God watches over his word to perform it. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, God, that it's already done. Somebody say it's already done. Oh, it's already done. I said it's already, oh, Lord, it's, oh, Lord, it's already done in Jesus' name. We pray, give the Lord a hand, glory to God. You ought to be excited, glory to God. I say you ought to be excited, glory to God. I say you ought to be excited, glory to God. Hey, glory. Hey, glory. Hey, glory. I feel a holy ghost in there. Amen. 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 We thank you, amen, for coming out this morning. Amen. We thank God for the word that was preached. Amen. We pray, amen, amen, that you take the word and apply it to your lives. Amen. Glory to God. And let God continue to use you. Amen. Father God, we thank you right now.
we thank you for everything that was said and done and father god as we join it back to our various home father god we ask you to continue to lead us and guide us lord help us lord to be sensitive to your holy spirit help us to not grieve your holy spirit because your spirit is easily grieved lord help us lord god let a change take place in our lives in our walk in our talk in the name of jesus father god i speak a blessing upon your people as they go back to their various home lord that you bless them that you would keep them until we meet again father god in jesus name we pray amen glory to god if you want to meet the man and woman of god you can come after the service praise the lord if you have given your life to the lord amen we, we're ready amen to pray which and continue to lead you on the way amen god bless you may god keep you glory to god amen Glory to God.